Welcome to Soul Logic, not your breathy spirituality. This is neither tie-dye running through fairy fields nor corporate performance metrics, but increasing your inner authority and personal freedom, moving you from the corporate mindset to a conscious mindset. We're your hosts, Cindy and Scott, and we're here to put the practical into awakening. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Cindy and I'm here with my co-host Scott. And today we are having a reality check. When you get into the spiritual exploration, the spark is very exciting, confusing. There's lots of drama and you go into exploration. And then somewhere in the exploration, there's this point in time where you just have to stop and say, you know, what is this all about for me? And this reality check, you stop looking outside of yourself and you start getting answers from within. Scott, I know you're huge on personal responsibility, and this is a big topic for you. You covered it in our course, Your Roadmap to Awakening. Do you want to kick us off with your take on this reality check? Sure. It must be from all those years of being in management roles and leadership roles that I'm all about, self-management and taking responsibility. You know, it's funny. I used to always say to employees, I'm looking for somebody who's self-managing, meaning I don't want to micromanage you, Right. But it also to tie it in with the outer versus the inner journey, I really feel like at this place in reality check, we've accepted that there's more out there, but then there reaches a point where, at least for me personally, there reached a point where I wasn't satisfied with looking outside of myself for the answers. It felt like I was giving away my power. And it wasn't until I paused, slowed things down a little bit had that reality check and said, oh, wait, maybe this has more to do with me than with the other person or the situation. And I started taking more of an active role versus a passive role and took that personal responsibility to commit to learning about myself. And it wasn't always easy. In our course, we have a powerful exercise, which we share, which really helps us take a deep look at us, at our core and also at the masks that we wear throughout life. So here in this section, reality check, I really took the responsibility to face everything. And it wasn't always easy. What about you, Cindy? (laughs) No, reality check is never easy. (laughs) Just sort of the name reality check (laughs) implies some discomfort. Not inviting. (laughs) No. (laughs) I do like the fact that you talk about, you know, we both come from, corporate backgrounds and the self-management. I too want people to manage themselves. I don't like to be micromanaged. I don't want anybody micromanaging me. And it's interesting, you know, in the course, we have a path, if you will, but it's never linear. And I think sometimes, at least for me at work, this reality check that you start to have this self-responsibility, like, Hey, it's not my boss's job to make sure I'm happy. uh, Is a reality check in and of itself that I think can cause the spark as well. So this reality check can happen on a couple of different levels. It can happen before you really do this deep dive. And then as we talked in exploration, you can get a little too far into the exploration, get stuck there and require this reality check. So I like the fact that you're reminding us that this happens not just in our inner world, but also at work. I think that's really important. I'm curious if you can, if do you, I can think of an example for myself, but I'm curious if you have an example of a reality check at work 
in this more personal, in this more personal context. I actually have an example, a friend shared with me and he has no idea that I'm sharing this right now. And <laughs> Ooh, <it's>, juicy. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's not a, it's not confidential or anything, but, and he wasn't linking it to this at all because he has no idea that we're even doing this. Yeah. But he said to me that a really difficult situation he went through with his boss in the last couple of months, this epiphany a few days ago, that it became a catalyst for him to almost wake up mm-hmm. and to recognize that there was more that he needed to pay attention to and show up in a different way. So this difficult period he went through with his boss for the last few months, once he pulled back, as you said, you know, once he slowed things down, once he paused a little bit and released a lot of the emotion around it, he was able to see clearly that it was something that could be used for good. And he said, I'm not going to tell her that right now, but maybe in the future sometime, I'll share with her how powerful this experience was, even though it wasn't pleasant, reality check, it wasn't pleasant, but it was powerful. Yeah, I think that's, again, that's what I mean. It's not a linear journey. This can certainly, I think work can definitely spark an awakening, a waking up moment, a reality check where you stop, evaluate, assess yourself. And I think it's so easy, especially at work, to get caught up in, I don't want to say drama, but the, like, this is how we do it, or this is how things go, or this is the way it is. And my boss is always like this, or I'm always reacting like that. (laughs) And so to stop and have that moment to say, "Hmm, how do I want this to go differently? Like, I'm not liking what's happening here. What's my part in this and how can I do this differently? That's the big piece right there, isn't it? What's my part in it? Taking that responsibility and instead of falling into the trap of our ego, defining it in a certain way and categorizing things and almost accepting it, but to make us look better, to make us feel better. That's what the ego wants to do is to keep us safe, to keep us content in a certain way. But when we can step back and say, how did I contribute to this? What's my role here? What can I learn from this? These become powerful questions that if we're willing to look in the mirror and to face the reality, there's a lot to learn. I know. And this is so hard. I mean, nobody wants to be wrong, right? I mean, we don't want to look at ourselves and be like, oh, I contributed an X, Y, Z to get myself here. (laughs) It's much easier to blame it on the company, your boss, your spouse, your partner, your friend, it's really hard to stop and look at the things that are not attractive about yourself. And that is where some of the discomfort comes in, but that is also where I think growth really, really comes. I think when you look at those hard parts, when you do have that reality check and you look at those pieces of yourself that aren't performing in the way you would like yourself to and perform is maybe not the right word, act, behave, be, it gives you, it's hard to look at that piece, but it also is an opportunity for you to shift your own way of being because, you know, as we hear a lot, you only control yourself. The only thing you can control in life is your own, your own life. And that's even to a certain degree, but you can only really, really control how you react to something, how you decide to handle or perceive a situation. And so that moment of reality, even though it's hard, even when you find yourself 
or especially when you find yourself in kind of a messy, frustrating situation, that is, that's, if you can start to recognize that as a moment, a reality check moment and an opportunity to shift your way of thinking, your way of being, your perception, it can really open up major, major opportunity and new thoughts, new ideas, new ways of being. It really can. And I think for me to get to that place, I really had to embrace the idea of that new thoughts, new ways of being, the learning, and also release the judgment. Because it was very, very easy to make it this way or that way, right or wrong. We don't want to be wrong. But if nothing really is wrong and there's just different ways to do things and different perspectives, you know, I can't stand the word failure because nothing really is a failure. It's an opportunity to do it over and to learn from it. So once I was able to gradually move into that, that way of thinking, that way of being, that this is just a chance to become better and it's a chance to improve, it made things so much better. And I know as a, as a manager in, in leadership roles, that's what I often try to, to do with, with team members is to have that type of conversation. It's not just right. I mean, there are, of course, there are some real wrong things, right? But generally speaking, we can always learn from everything. And let's look at it that way. Just like it's never perfect. I had a client once say to me, at 80%, I launch, I take mm-hmm. action. And sometimes we feel like it has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. And I think that that's what this black or white, either or, no, it can be a both and, and it can be a lot of gray, 50 shades, or maybe even more. Who knows, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast, right? But, but it does, just asking these questions and being more flexible around this, I think, allows us to be more willing to take the responsibility because we know that there's, there's no real repercussions. And it makes it more of an adventure of learning, and it is the inner journey. So what happened with me in this, in this area is I began to look less outside myself for answers to define things in the scope of it needs to be this way, it needs to be that way. I can talk about my twin flame and you know, my twin flame relationship, huge trigger in this area because I was reading everything I could read, I was watching everything I could watch. And I started putting things into categories because that's what my mind wanted. My ego wanted it that way. And, wh- and I got to the point where I was so frustrated with everything and really had beat myself up so much by it. It became such an addiction and an obsession trying to figure it out that I stopped everything cold turkey. And once I just said, okay, that's it. I'm going to go within. I'm going to trust myself more. And I'm going to take the responsibility for how I feel about this and for what I do about this. And no, it's not going to all be perfect, but it's going to be okay. And once I understood, and once my mind was kind of on board with, it's going to be okay, then it's kind of like, you know, patting a child on the head. It's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. (laughs) Once my mind was okay with that, it made things so much easier. And I was able to take the responsibility. That's great. And one thing you said, I want to back up to that I think is, I hadn't thought about it this way before, but I think it's really important is flexibility. I think that's key. We get so ingrained in our patterns and our way of acting or thinking that we forget to be flexible and allow ourselves the ability to change our minds, act differently, behave differently. That flexibility piece, I mean, it requires change and change can be hard. Change can be difficult. Change can also be wonderful. 
yeah, I could say in my case, I couldn't move, right? I was so, I had allowed myself to become trapped by what I was reading, what I was believing. And a lot of it resonated with me, but I boxed myself in. And once I said, okay, enough of all of this, let me go inside. Let me check with myself. And I gave myself the permission to take responsibility for, for everything that was happening on, on my journey, on the twin flame journey, but really everything in life. You start believing what you're, if you want to take it to work, right? You start believing what your, your boss says about you. You start believing what the company says about you, but you may not be happy. Maybe inside there's, there's discontent and the company wants to promote you and you are doing well in the job, but you've never taken the time to ask yourself the deeper questions. And there may be aspects to the work that you're doing that resonate with you, but there may be many other things in that work that don't. I feel like sometimes we find ourselves way off course. And then there's that reality check that shifts us back to ask the deeper questions, right? To take the responsibility, to create the awareness, to say, no, this is an active role I'm taking. I'm not going to be passive. I'm not going to be that sailboat that gets blown in the wind, I'm going to actually direct the sail. Right. I'm going to use navigate. my own rudder. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to use my own rudder and, and navigate my own life instead of being blown off course or blown any which way the wind decides to push us. So yeah. that I think is the flexibility piece of it. And that things don't have to happen just one way. Just the other day, I was recording a short video for social media talking about how you see a mountain, there's a summit, but there's often multiple ways to get to the top. And mm-hmm. we can choose. We can choose the path. We want the most difficult one. Do we want the more scenic one? Do we want the one that's more, you know, southern facing or northern facing? I mean, think of Kilimanjaro. There's probably six or seven different major ways to get to the top of Kilimanjaro. They all yeah, lead to the that. same place. So yes. we can be flexible. There's many ways to get to our destination in life. And we may not even know what the destination is, but we we at least know what the next step is. And I, I heard this analogy years ago, and it's so true. You're driving the car at night. The headlights might light up the, the hundred feet in front of you. You don't need more than that. I love both of these analogies. That's right? Fantastic. Right? That's <laughs> yeah. great. You're going to yes. leave here enlightened. No pun intended with the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think flexibility is critical in every single thing that we do. It certainly made, made things easier in my life. Once I allowed myself to be flexible and stopped trapping myself by the expectation of others and boxing myself in by things that I had boxed myself in. It had to be this way. It had to be that way. No, it can be any way that I want. You're listening to Soul Logic, shifting you from a corporate mindset into a conscious mindset. Check out our course online at roadmaptoawakening.com, helping you Bring the practical into awakening and make sense of what's happening on your journey. This makes me think of two examples, work-related. Early, early on in my career, I, my degree is in hotel and restaurant business management, and I was working at a, um, I was working at a city club in Chicago, and my boss, also my mentor, was grooming me to be a future general manager of some club somewhere. And I was very career oriented and I thought this was great and I was on the track. 
But as I got into that job, I, I mean, I did enjoy it. I did like the job. Just a quick history of clubs in Chicago. It was a, like a dining club. So you would take clients to entertain for the most part. There were rooms and other things there too, but mostly it was like a lunch club. But tax laws had changed. And so membership was declining because you couldn't write off membership and then you couldn't write off meals as much as you used to be able to. So membership was drastically declining and our membership director retired. And as she did that, this idea started happening in my head. I had a plan that I could improve our membership going forward. And I remember with shaky knees and probably a trembling voice (laughs) asking my boss to go to lunch and saying, Hey, I don't actually want to do this path you're grooming me for anyway, anymore. I want to go do this. And I was terrified, but I knew in my heart of hearts, I did not want to be a general manager of a club or of a restaurant or of a hotel in my future. That was not, I love the, the industry. I love the, the path at the time. And then I saw a different opportunity. And so reality check for me was I, then this boss mentor, it was a pretty strong figure it, not a not just an easygoing conversation, like, oh, is this what you're feeling? This was definitely a case for potential, you know, first conversations, me in tears in the bathroom later, I could, you know, envision all of it, right? (laughs) Um, It did end up going well, and I did make that transition. So I think that flexibility of both, I was ambitious, I wanted to go do this career, and yet seeing an opportunity and allowing myself that freedom and that flexibility to try something else. And then that leads me to, then I would judge myself through a lot of my career until fairly recently of my very circuitous path. I've done hotel and restaurants. I've done marketing. (laughs) I've done sustainability. Now I'm doing organizational change and development and coaching. I just haven't done one thing. And I would see friends my own age who are VPs of a big fortune 500 or whatever it might be and think, Oh, I, if I had just been more focused, if I had just been more, yeah, focused, I guess, and trod that path more, more steadily, I'd be there too. And then finally, I think that reality check is that's not me. I don't want to be a VP of a fortune 500 company. It's great that other people want to be. I just don't. And that acceptance and that flexibility and to your point, which I love on the Kilimanjaro getting like, I'm still making it to wherever I'm supposed to be going. And to your, also your headlights, like, I don't exactly know where that is, but I know I'm on the path. I know I'm going somewhere. And I do have a feeling that somewhere along the way, I would be here no matter what. I can tie some threads through my, all my circuitous different jobs and whatnot that would still lead me to this place. Yeah, it's the flexibility is so important. Did you ever see the movie Sliding Doors? Oh, I did. It's been a right? while. It's been a while, yeah. right? I love that movie because kind of like the same thing happened in that person's life, in the character's life, right? Yeah. Different characters, but she, she was, who was it, Gwyneth Paltrow? I think maybe? that's right. Yeah. I think it was. And John she Cusack? Was, maybe. Um, I'm not sure about the dude. I'm not yeah. sure about the dude either. <laughs> it's got to be at least 30 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, but she's right. running for a train. And in one scenario, she makes the train. And in the other scenario, and you see both of these lives play out. She doesn't make the train. Yep. But what happens in each life, you know, life A and life B, does she make the train? Does she not make the train? Is fascinating. And in the end, 
more or less the same thing happens to her in life, but with different characters, of course. Right. So I do believe that, you know, we're going to get to wherever it is we're supposed to go. But if we're not taking a responsibility along the way and allowing others to blow us off course and not taking responsibility for how we feel, our happiness, all of that, at every moment of the way, just like you shared in your, your story, which I did not know that you were working in some dining club. How fascinating. I want to learn more about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> then, Feels like a lifetime ago. I'm sure it does. And I too, just like you had a very, I've had a lot of different jobs in a lot of different places. And if you look at the resume, it reads very kind of like up and down of a mountain range, really like, what, what were you doing? Like, what was your intention? I said, <laughs> what was the point? <laughs> what was the point? And, and to this day, I can say, I think I understand it. I would never have, it was never going to be a straight line getting to wherever it is I'm going. That's for sure. Yeah. And, but that commitment to the self commitment to learning, commitment to the taking to taking responsibility. And I think the willingness, right? It's all kind of tied together within reality check, because we can allow these situations to set us back, or we take the responsibility to move forward. And the more we learn about ourselves, our values, what fires us up, you know, what, are, what are we passionate about? what makes us happy. And the more we start to live in alignment with our values and our passions and our interests, the better it is, not only for us, but for everybody around us. It's so true. I think the willingness is really key. Think about how many people you know that are in jobs they hate. Maybe less now with the pandemic, it does seem like the great resignation is, is curing some of that. But still there are a lot of people or in relationships they don't care, don't want to be in anymore whatever, a lot of people who are stuck and this willingness to look at something differently, to have this reality check, to see an opportunity and then to take it or to act on it. And it may not, to your point, turn out exactly how you think it's going to turn out, but that just opens up another opportunity. And then another opportunity, if you're just willing to be flexible, when you have this, this reality check, this realization that, Hey, I don't, this isn't, really working for me. This isn't making me happy. What do I want? Like, forget what everybody else is telling you. You should have, do, want, feel. (laughs) There's plenty of that out there. What do you want? What do you want to feel? What do you want to have in your life? What do you want your life to be like? And what are you willing to do to open up those opportunities? That's really the essence of the reality check. And remembering nothing is, almost nothing is truly ever final. So there can always be a do-over. Remember a few episodes back, we talked about intuition and how we may have that inner knowing, that, that intuitive insight that comes up and we silence it. Our head gets in the way and we don't allow ourselves to act on it or to even explore it more. And then what happens may be jobs, relationships, decisions in life that we take, which if we had just sat with it for a bit of time, been a bit more flexible with whatever it was we were feeling, allowing ourselves to explore, we might've made some different decisions. We may not have, but that's okay. But at least you would have known why we didn't versus maybe not knowing and questioning why we did something. Right. It's powerful stuff. It really is. It really is. I can, and I think uh, going against the flow 
can be hard sometimes. It made it's you're speaking, it just makes me think it this has been eons ago in my back to the exploration and leading to a reality check. I a lot of my friends were going to this church called Science of Mind in Denver when I lived there. It's a big church. It is, I call it a church. It's a spiritual practice, I would say. It's not overly God heavy or Christianity or you know, any religion per se. And they're open to some of the more metaphysical energetic aspects of spirituality. And I really, I did enjoy it. And I ended up taking a one-on-one class just to learn more about it. And I really, really liked it. I got a lot out of it and my friends were really into it and they were doing, I forget, I think there was three or four progressions of classes. And I started taking the 102 or the 201 or whatever the next level of class was. And it just started feeling like dogma to me. It started feeling like religion. And for those of you that don't know me, you know, I don't really want people telling me what to do. <laughs> We're very so much aligned. <laughs> <laughs> and I rejected man-made religion very early on in my life. I, I do believe in God. I'm good with the word God. Some people are not. But this just felt like this, it felt like almost like anti-religion. And I'm not saying this correctly. I'm not I'm not against science of mind by any means. It was very helpful to me, but it just, that next level of class, the reality check for me was, oh, I'm going on a different path than some of my friends here. And it wasn't that I was veering off of it. I just didn't want to go as fully into it. I wanted to take the pieces that I got from it, integrate that into my experience. And then thank you very much. I'm, I'm good. And it was hard, you know, as other people are going on and and this doesn't have to be in a spiritual practice that could just be going against the flow of any of society, of work, of your friends, of your family, all of these places are hard to, to go against the flow. But it is that when you listen to that reality check inside where, mm. in fact, I left that class, that second class midway through, because I just thought this is not how I want to spend my time. And I value my time. And I'm not going to be there for the people there were a lot of group exercises and things like I'm not going to be a good partner for anybody in here if I'm not really into it. So I ended up just bowing out of the class and that was hard for me. That was hard to just say, you know, this isn't, this isn't what I want. This isn't what's resonating for me. And I think that's another piece of reality check is that sometimes it brings up you going a different direction than not just what you thought, but some of your surrounding community is doing as well. That's been the story of my life. I feel like <laughs> I have spent my entire life walking the other way and it has not always been easy. You're absolutely right. It's often very difficult because the ego wants to be liked. The ego wants to be accepted. The ego wants us to be you know, appreciated and comfortable and safe. And in the beginning, there's not always that understanding that there's safety there. But the more work I found that I've done on myself and the more responsibility I've taken right? Tying it back into responsibility and this whole reality check piece and, and really pursuing my own happiness and checking in first with me and then with anybody else or anything else to, to see how, where there's alignment or where there isn't, it's become less and less of a challenge in recent years. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's so true. I think listening to yourself is so key because you're not going to be, I would not have been happy if I continued taking the class or, uh, and then some, and I still stayed friends with those people. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like my world drastically changed because I didn't take or finish 
this series of courses. And yeah, I think somewhere in my mind was like, oh, they're not going to like me if I'm not as into this as they are. I don't know that I consciously thought that, but I'm sure somewhere there was the fear of that, but it's not worth betraying yourself or putting yourself through something you don't want to, that's not resonating for you when there's something else that could, my own inner guidance was just saying, this isn't it. Like, listen to that. It's okay. And everything was okay. And even if they had disowned me, that would have been okay too. Right. It's always okay. (laughs) It it is always okay. At the end, at the end of it all, it's always okay. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a good place for us to, to conclude here on this topic of reality check that it is always okay. And listen to yourself, pay attention to what you're feeling because you were progressing through 102 or 201 or whatever course you were in and whatever level you were in. And at some point it didn't start to feel right. Mm-hmm. It was, there was discord there, right? It wasn't resonating yeah. with you. Right. That's the moment to say, oh, what's happening here? And that's right. what reality check looks like when we have to kind of like, you know, perk up our ears like a dog would or even a cat and say, hmm, what do I need to hear? What, what question should I be asking myself? And it's okay. And then, and then be willing to listen to the answer. Well, that's right? the big thing right there. <laughs> being willing to listen to the answer. Yes. <laughs> yes. And even act on the answer. So listening is one thing. Acting is yet another. <laughs> that's a huge part of it right there. Taking action. Yeah. Because, and, and that's where it becomes really uncomfortable. If we know, if we've listened, and even if we didn't like, but then we don't act and mm-hmm. we know we're not acting because we didn't like what we heard. That's not a pathway to success and happiness. That's pain. That's the path to pain right That's there. That's the path to pain. We should trademark <laughs> that. Path to pain. <laughs> yeah, Be willing or you go down the path to pain. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Cindy, what would be a, a question that maybe you would ask if you were in this place of reality check that maybe we can leave our listeners with so that they could keep that in their mind whenever there's something happening? I think it might be a two-part question. The first part would be where in my life am I feeling friction? Where am I not quite as enthralled with what's happening inside or outside as I would like it to be, whether it's work, family, relationship, kids, yourself, whatever that looks like, where are you experiencing a little bit of friction? And then once you see that or, or understand that, I think it's that willing, what are you willing, what are you willing to explore? How willing are you to explore this area of friction, no matter where it leads? Yeah, I like that. And to be flexible, right? To be flexible in the exploration it doesn't have to happen immediately. We can give ourselves time. We often do need time to, to process what we're learning, to process what we're hearing, to process those answers. Yeah, I think that should be another podcast, just a relationship with time. I think that's so important. That's very uh, important. Mark that yeah. down on our list. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But I think, yes. So willingness, flexibility, and willing, willingness to notice something's up, something's wrong, something's not quite what you want it to be, and then flexible in the answer, flexible in, in how you react to that, that answer. And how you respond. Yeah. Yeah. And how you respond to the answer. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So good luck with that, everybody. Go find some friction. <laughs> yeah. I don't think <laughs> you'll need flexible. to look too hard. It's, al- it's always there in some fashion. Right. right? right. So true. It yeah. is. And we're always, we're always an active part of it. That's the, that's the beautiful thing. We're always, there's always something to look at with ourselves. 
So if you have a story about your own reality check where you did actually go ask these questions and you want to share it with us, we are always interested in hearing about people's stories, whether it's the spark, whether it's coming to your reality check, anything that you want to share with us, we'd love to hear or any topics in the future you'd like us to talk about. So feel free to email us at soullogic at roadmap to awakening.com. Again, email us at soul logic. That's with two L. So S O U L L O G I C at roadmap to awakening.com. We look forward to talking again on another podcast in the future. Take care. At Soul Logic, we're excited to explore all of these topics and spirituality that is not breathy. Exactly. We have our <laughs> online course, Your Roadmap to Awakening. You can see it online at roadmaptoawakening.com. I'm Scott Masciarelli. I'm Cindy Jennings. We're so thrilled you joined us today. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.